Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. We take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. And, Jim, we have made it to the end. Yes, we have, sort of. I mean, so here's the thing. Even though we're promoting this as a finale episode, we do have a couple of specials that are going to come up here in the upcoming weeks. And more than likely, we will do, when the time comes, the two, the 2021 Royal Rumbles, which I'm sure will, I'm sure there'll be two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, this hour or so, we're going to be focusing on the Shawn Michaels versus Kane versus The Undertaker situation that we mentioned in the last episode and kind of put all of that to rest. Did WWE tell us the truth? The answer is weird with Kane. It's yes and it's no. And we'll get to that a little bit later on. We have a guest who's going to be talking, uh, giving us some ammunition to talk about some previous episodes. We have Ted here. Um, What do you, uh, how are you doing, Ted? What's going on, guys? I'm really happy to be on Bill's podcast again. Well, it's also Jim's as well, so. And Jim's. And Jim's as well, yes. I'm going to get really jealous there (laughs) about it. (laughs) Um, So anyway, Bill, let's, before Ted, get on deck here, because you're going to give us uh, a Royal Rumble that you were not on to kind of reminisce about uh, in just a little bit. But, Bill, we start off by, let's take a look at Shawn Michaels here. So, Shawn Michaels, at the end of the day... I have 36 eliminations from Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you have as WWE's total for Shawn Michaels eliminations? As WWE's total, I had 41. Now, it should be noted that my original um, count was 38, so I actually right. had made a mistake on one of them. Oh, actually... Now, Actually, yeah. I, I apologize. It's actually 40 because there's the one that we did not count. Okay. The, well, the I mean, yeah. So I, I had that as part of mine. So here's what here's uh, the rundown of what I have for eliminations as far as numbers go. If you want to hear all the eliminations, listen to the last episode because that goes really in detail of what I had. It does. So, Shawn Michaels in 1992, one elimination. In 1994, three eliminations. 2006, four eliminations. 2008, two eliminations. 2010, six eliminations. 1996, seven eliminations. 1995, eight eliminations. 2007, four eliminations. 2005, three eliminations. And, uh, Bill, I just want to... Did I count what? Did you count 89? Uh, if I didn't, that's one elimination. Okay. So, Bill, what do you, I was looking through this, and do you want to start going over the controversies with the Shawn Michaels eliminations? Okay. So, we have a couple of controversies with this. The, the, the first one, and perhaps the biggest one, is the 94 Royal Rumble match. Because, excuse me, Diesel was eliminated by, I want to say it was like 
seven guys. I'm, I'm just throwing out a random number. Sure. On WWE.com, they have credited Shawn Michaels being one of the guys that eliminated Diesel. <clears throat> However, when we watch the match, we don't see Shawn touching him. At all. At all. So, was Shawn part of it? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Well, I would say no. I mean, it depends what you count as an elimination for right. someone. I consider it you have to at least touch them even on the process of them being eliminated. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first one. The second one that I had found here was Royal Rumble 2006. And I'm going to take the lead on this one, Bill, because it's a little harder to explain. So this one got Shawn Michaels an extra one from me because I think I only had three at first. But Wikipedia had Joey Mercury. Um, so there was, I reviewed the tape. Here's what happens. And I'm sorry, I, I, made, I might have made a mistake there. Here's what happens, though, during that match. Shawn Michaels push, pushes Johnny Nitro into Joey Mercury, but he does not touch Joey Mercury at any point. Hmm. And because he doesn't touch him, I don't consider that an elimination. Because so it's not even like, it's, yeah, so go ahead. Sorry. So basically, Nitro should technically get that elimination. If we're gonna yes, play. yes. That's how I would have done it. Um, the next controversy for Shawn Michaels after that one I have is, uh, that, might, that might be it for Shawn Michaels, actually. I'm just looking through my pad here, which is... Uh, as you can imagine, littered with things. And right here we go. Oh, this is the one that was really crazy. All right. Corner Wikipedia, 1996 Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels, it says on there, both Shawn Michaels and Diesel eliminate Owen Hart. Now, this is very easy to miss, folks, because this is one of the very rare em- eliminations, other than maybe Diamond Dallas Page in 2001, <laughs> that they don't really get a good shot at and don't focus on at all. Mm-hmm. So what happens is this. Owen Hart hits the enziguri on Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And so he's knocked out. And Owen Hart takes his lifeless body and goes to throw him out. However, Diesel comes up from behind Owen Hart while carrying a lifeless Shawn Michaels and eliminates Owen Hart. Again, very easy to miss. But in no way under that situation would I credit Shawn Michaels for an elimination. What do you guys think of that? That's a, a little bit more of a controversial one. Um, honestly, I think maybe the Diesel, or, or the, the one you just mentioned, might actually be the more controversial. Because 94 was pretty easy to explain. We just don't see him touching him. That's, you know, that that's pretty easy. 06, I never really thought about, because honestly, I thought he had eliminated both of them, but the way you described it sort of makes me convinced, okay, maybe he didn't. 96, is that's the interesting one. Only because you had said he just got hit with an enziguri, and then Diesel is like, here, I'm going to pick you up. So he does, and then he throws Owen out in the process. 
Oh. And it's weird because it's a run, like, when Owen goes to throw him out, it's a running throw out. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's going to do it, and Diesel just comes from behind and instead throws Owen out in, like, a running throw out to where, you know, he picks him up and just, not picks him up with, like, a gorilla press, but just kind of mm-hmm. picks him up by the back, at, to be frank, the back in the ass and throws him out. And wow, rather in the 2006, it was just the uh, consequential, incidental, hey, hey, ho, ho, knockout. Pretty much. Yeah, from but but like I said, not from well, the person I, I should have been. I think the hey, hey, ho, ho, because Johnny Nitro became John Morrison. <laughs> right, okay. <Among> other names. <laughs> yes. And I think that's the list I have of the right, Shawn yeah. Michaels con- controversy here. Right. So we're still off, though, right? Even with all of that. Uh, so is we got. Geez. And I'm sorry, my new one was 39. I, I apologize. I'm looking at my notes here. I, I did say that 39. You're saying WWE at 40. So I don't think I know where that last one is. I guess it's the. I guess it's there. It's because they're counting Diesel. I guess. Um, all right, Ted, it's up to you now. What, give us a Royal Rumble that you want to talk about that you weren't a part of. Well, one of my favorite wrestlers is, is um, and I think Bill knows this, is Edge. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to say, one of my favorite Royal Rumbles was the men's 2020 Royal Rumble. Uh, even though I had an inkling Edge was going to be coming out at some point uh, in the near future, um, the fact that he came out at the Royal Rumble with the, the pop that he got, it was crazy. I re- well, so, you know, you don't, guys, you don't have to go back go back that far in the archives. It was two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble with Rowdy Ross. Um, you know, and unfortunately, probably I guess for Ted here, I I pretty much think all three of us gave it not high marks, including Rowdy Ross, which I was shocked about because I always consider him. Uh, my WWE apologist, yep. and even he didn't like the 2020 Royal Rumble. It's not because of Edge, though. Oh no, um, it mostly had to do probably with that first half of the men's Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, the first half was boring as heck. Yeah, the only thing that well, I'll, I'll piggyback off of with the Edge thing that annoyed me—well, not annoyed, but I couldn't understand—is you're seeing an inkling of a return when I was like. Who doesn't know about this return at this point? It kind of reminded me of 2010's Royal Rumble. I think it was 2010. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where, yeah, yeah, right. Where Edge came back then, and we knew for, like, months that, oh, more than likely, Edge is going to come back, and he's going to win the Royal Rumble and go on to fight Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. I'm like, why are people surprised? I, I mean, I had, no idea. I had no idea he was going to come back in 2010. At that point, I wasn't, like, paying attention to the dirt sheets. But, um, like, now, with Facebook and everything, it was all like, 
Edge is going to come back four weeks before Royal Rumble when it's in Toronto, when SmackDown's in Toronto. Um, they're like, Edge is going to come back. I know Edge is going to come back. I know Edge is going to come back. And, um, and also, one reason why I picked the 2020 Royal Rumble, one of my favorite um, wrestlers who is very extremely um, underappreciated is uh, Drew McIntyre. Mm. And I, I think the fact that Drew won that Royal Rumble and he was the one who finally, finally eliminated Brock Lesnar. Mm. Um, well, you, you, you give the assist to Ricochet, mm-hmm. sure. I, I'll give the assist to Ricochet. I also like him. But, um, like, I, I get it that a lot of people call the 2020 Royal Rumble really boring because at the beginning, it really was. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of, I, I kind of think looking back on it, um, there's this, uh, like I'm a theater major. I was a theater major. I graduated with a degree in theater. There's this play called Our Town that really was about like the mundaneness of life. And it really turned into somewhat of classic play with the fact that the third act was so good. It was just amazingly well done that it was like the recovery of the century when it came to plays. So the fact that both the return of edge and the fact that drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble was the recovery of the 2020 Royal Rumble. Um, it was like, it was like the third act of our town. Mm. And, um, yeah, both of you guys should read that if you guys want to read it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, um, that was one Royal Rumble that I really enjoyed because the fact that both Drew McIntyre won and the fact that Edge came back finally. By the way, so I, I didn't Ted, I did not know that you were. Um a theater major or I, I don't know, do you per, perform and stuff like that? Like, yeah, I was an actor. I was, I acted in it. So uh, I knew, I, I knew about it. I knew about this cause, well, I knew about the comparisons because I act, actually acted in that play. Right. Uh, well, let yeah, me ask you this, so, cause this is going to, this is going to kind of coincide with when this comes out, even to be honest with you, it might even be to the day exact. Don't, don't quote me on that, but, uh, any interest in you checking out Hamilton on Disney Plus? Oh, uh, I actually saw it a lot. I actually saw it on um, uh, a touring group in Boston. Mm. But yes, I am going to be interested in watching it on Disney Plus because so it's fun. actually going to be it's actually going to be the original cast. Um, Although I'm I'm not the hugest fan of uh, a of a musical that's sung through or in as 
as it refers to Hamilton wrapped through. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but um, when I saw it, it was actually like really amazing, and it really showed me. It really gave me a lot of appreciation for the fact that uh, it was such a great musical. Um, I kind of actually wanted to see it because mom wanted to see it. My mom loves Lin-Manuel Miranda. I, I say that, uh, I joke that I'm actually her, her second favorite ever playwright. The first being Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs) So Bill, just because like I said, I think if if I were to guess and, and maybe I'm wrong and and I'm going to be showing my ass by saying this, but. I believe that this is actually going to be airing on July 5th. And that's why I brought that up, because I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Hamilton is being released either that same day. You're pretty damn close to it. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Bill, uh, Royal Rumble 2020 men's, um, what do you remember from our episode, our discussion, and do you want to add to anything? Well, I remember how big of a deal I made MVP returning, so... (laughs) <laughs> I forgot that. You know, because that was the big return of the night was MVP. Um, and then it was a big return as was, well. Yes, it was. it was a very big return. And also, uh, Ted's going to know this. Uh, I think I briefly brought up the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals from the World Series. Um, on that, but do you remember how you did it? Because I don't remember. I think it was because you had saw a sign that said that Lana cheats as much as the Houston Astros, I think... That, that sounds like that would yeah. be something I would bring up. So I, okay. think I, up <laughs> I think I brought it up in both the men and the women. So. I don't know if I remember that, but that is one hilarious sign. Oh, that was great. And I gotta say, and I gotta say um, as, as much as some people say that they like the fact that there's wrestling in empty crowds. I want to see crowds. I did. I disagree. I've, like I said, I've been watching SmackDown. Um, I'm definitely pro, at least for SmackDown. That's that's not fair because AEW definitely benefits from a crowd to me. But I mean, to me, SmackDown's been way more watchable than what for me with no crowd than there is for a crowd. But don't want to stay on that too. Very too watchable past weeks. But oh, see, I, I like this past weeks. I mean, okay, I don't want to date ourselves here. Yeah, let's let's, not date let's move on. Um, Ted, be ready in a little bit to, t- to bring up your next Royal Rumble that you want to talk about while me and Bill here talk about The Undertaker and his stats in regards to eliminations. Bill, what do we have for the numbers for The Undertaker? Okay. Uh, what did I have? I had... 41 for him. But right. That was my count, and I was wrong, and I took one away. There was a lot of weird stuff with The Undertaker, but what was WWE's count? WWE had 40? Ladies and gentlemen, in what might be a shocker here, after doing my revisions for The Undertaker, I wound up at 40. Yeah. <laughs> they are telling the truth about The Undertaker. Um, let me tell it, point out some of my inconsistencies from our last episode. All right. Um, let's see. Cause I'm sure uh, I missed something when I added 
Yeah, I'm just looking to see. I'm mostly just speaking right now to save time because I'm looking through all my notes. Oh, here's the first one. I have no idea why, guys. Royal Rumble 2017. It was the watch along with me and Bill. Yeah. Um, I had never seen the Royal Rumble, that Royal Rumble until we actually watched it together. Mm-hmm. If you remember, do you remember who the star of that Royal Rumble was? Oh, or what God. the star of the Royal Rumble is? Oh, what was that? Sami Zayn. Well, he was one of them, but there was an even bigger star of that Royal Rumble, and I figured a clue to you would have been when I said, oh. "What was the star of the Royal Rumble?" Oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember. You're going to kick yourself because when I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm the one that brought it up to you. The carts. Yes, the carts. <laughs> <sighs> if Bill didn't tell me that there were carts as part of this, I wouldn't have known because they didn't shoot it like saying, oh, look, we got people coming down in carts. Right. And, and there is fan video of this on YouTube. I watched it after yeah. after that episode. I watched it. I think it was the big show that I watched. I th- yeah, big. There's like Big Show, Biggie. Um, Anyone that was fat, basically. And, and Corbin didn't get one. They had Corbin running down the aisle, but yet they had Biggie, who is as muscular, maybe well more muscular than Corbin. They have him running down the golf cart. So here was the controversy from the, it's not even controversy. I fucked up. For some reason, I had that the Undertaker uh, eliminated Luke Harper, and that wasn't the case. Goldberg did, and I don't know why. I just blocked Goldberg out of my mind. Um, other than that, here's one from 1997. I guess I gave the Undertaker credit I think for. Junior li- also blocked Bill Goldberg out of his mind. Yeah, we tried. Uh, so in 1997, The Undertaker, I for some reason had him eliminating Vader. Mm-hmm. And it said on the Wikipedia that Vader was eliminated by Austin. And I, the result of that research had brought me that Vader was thrown out by Austin. So I took a point away from The Undertaker there. Okay. Um, looks like in 2007... Oh, I had just forgotten a bunch in 2007. Like, I didn't... So, I think that put, played a part into it for The Undertaker. Um, that was, again, my mistake. But either way, at the end of the day, I wound up at 40 in rechecking everything. So, it also could have been my actual math that might have affected this one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, we match up. Um, WWE and me for that 40. Um, okay, so... What are your thoughts, Bill, on us matching up? I'm actually shocked. I, I, I never thought I would see the day that you and WWE would have an exact match. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not heart attack shock, like you know, like Fred Sanford, but it's a shock. Right. I think a bigger shock's gonna be when we get to the number one most eliminations of all time. Oh, no. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Let's put it this way. I think they get to their number, but you won't believe how they get to their number. Mm-hmm. Ted, what's the next Royal Rumble you want to bring up? Um, as I would like to say that I'm a huge fan of Edge, uh, another Royal Rumble, I was looking at a... Uh, 
a few Royal Rumbles. I was debating which Royal Rumbles to mention. Um, a Royal Rumble that I had in my head that kind of sticks out to me was the 2010 Royal Rumble. Um, for a couple of reasons. One was because uh, um, one was probably because I remember um, how much CM Punk uh, kind of was the Brock Lesnar of of the of of 2020 when he kept knocking out everybody and and beating everyone and then kind of feeling out time was being a prophet. The only difference between him and Lesnar is he could actually talk. Um, excuse me. Uh, and another reason why I mentioned that Royal Rumble is because, of course, Edge came back and he actually won the Royal Rumble. And um, like, like I've said it before, I try to stay away from the dirt cheats as much as I can. So the 2010 Royal Rumble, when Edge came back, was actually kind of kind of a surprise for me. Mm. Like, like I was like I was like, wow, Edge came back, and I actually marked out. Uh, um, you know, the 2010 into 2020, 10 years apart, of course. Um, um, Edge is probably one of my favorite wrestlers for a lot of reasons. One reason is I like the fact I I love his spear more than just about any other spear because well he's got long hair and so the effect of the long hair with the spear yeah I love that mm-hmm. uh, but a couple of other reasons uh, one other reason is because he had to leave because of neck injuries and. I think Bill knows this, um, uh, but I don't know. But um, my father actually had uh, a lot of neurological disorders with with his whole body, and it started with the neck. Mm-hmm. With a it's a car accident with like whiplash on the neck. So with with a lot of retirees i always thought you know it's it's unfortunate yeah but that's the way the business goes but with edge i i felt it was very personal to me and and the fact that he had not the same exact injuries as my father um my father never uh, speared someone through a 15 foot ladder on the ground. My father never did that. Uh, but uh, the fact that they were kind of going through like similar uh, repercussions of it, like like not feeling like having neurological disorders, not feeling anything in their fingers, stuff like that. Mm, Because I've I've watched, I've listened, I've read, watched, listened 
to interviews with Edge, and he's talked about how he he has dealt with like issues the same as Dad's with um, not being able to feel his 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 fingers or not being able to feel his legs or something like that. Similar right. stuff. Um, so the twenty twenty the twenty ten Royal Rumble is like something that really came up to my mind, right? Because it returned, and also um, the 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 uh, the CM Punk, um, the fact that he'd kind you there. Uh, Jim, you there? Ted? Uh-oh. Lost. Uh-oh, I think yeah, I'm I mean, Ted, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, Ted, can yo, you hear me? One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? All right, you can't hear us. Can you hear now? now I can. Oh, okay, good. You guys are just fine. All right, no, we got you, yeah. we got you. All right, so just... So, the, fact that, so the fact that Punk just filibustered the, uh... The like turn the real rumble into a filibuster was also kind of cool for me. Yeah. Right. Um, All right. So I, I got two things that I remember from this particular event in our discussion, Bill. Mm-hmm. The first one is, and I'm going to piggyback off of Ted's stuff with Edge. Is I went into this discussion and I remember saying, out of every Royal Rumble I've watched, this one had the most predictable ending. Right. And I kind of brought that up in during our 2020 discussion with just now with Ted. I know Ted didn't, you didn't really follow the dirt sheets, but if you did, you would have been known for pretty much the whole time. Now I know that dirt sheets always dirt sheets, journalists, whatever you want to call them. You know, I guess I kind of got that in my mind because of the way Ted calls them dirt sheets, but although sometimes I think they're more reliable than if you try to get an answer from the company itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, yeah, I just like to be surprised sometimes. But, by, I, but, but, but here's, my po- here's my point, Ted. Wait, hold on. Here's my point is the journalists, they always predict someone who, you know, like it's going to be A, B, or C. This was the one year that I remember I was like, Everyone pretty much is saying it's going to be Edge. The other thing that I remember from our discussion, Bill, is how John Morrison was cheated out of a position by Kofi Kingston. Mm -hmm. Because this is the first year that they do those ridiculous saves that Kofi's known for, even though John Morrison did it and Kofi Kingston's in this match and he doesn't do it. Later in that year, John Morrison would be released and Kofi successfully steals John Morrison's gimmick. I'm surprised, Jim, especially from you, Jim, this is the beginning of the triangle of Shawn Michael hate. That's right. It it's was. the th- Well, it, te- it, it ended up being four parts, but it was three parts. <laughs> right. The triangle of Shawn Michael hate, because this is the first one. This is where he. This is where he's like, I need to get. There's I need. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I need to get a match with the Undertaker. 
Um, which is such a bullshit story. I need Whatever. to get a match with The Undertaker. There, there are, you can get into other matches. And besides, that didn't even amount to anything anyway. You sold us for like three years that Shawn Michaels is going to have something to do with the end of the streak, and it never happened. So what a waste of <laughs> Um But no, you're right. That's, I forgot that this was the start of the triangle of hate for Shawn Michaels for me. <laughs> what do you remember, Bill, from our discussion? Oh, God. Well, besides that um i think i think i pointed out like at one point there had been like four or five impact world champions in the ring at one point because like you had matt hardy drew back attire um who else i don't even remember but i remember those two and oh uh uh morrison was another one right and then we had also wasn't Christian Wasn't Christian an Impact World Champion? Sure was. Well, an NWA World Champion, you know, I believe. Right, but he wasn't. He wasn't in the Rumble match that year. Oh, oh, oh! Are you thinking of maybe Matt Hardy, who might have been? Yeah, he might. Well, no, no, Matt Hardy was after this. Sorry. Yeah, but like there was that, and then I think we talked about. Did we talk? Yeah, I think we talked about Beth Phoenix. How she, you know, like, the way that she did the elimination and, mm-hmm. you know. This but, was also the show we did with uh, Timothy Battle, I believe. Yes, Because yes. was he at that? I'm trying to remember if he was at that or not. I, what? Who uh, was at what, Timothy? Yeah. I think he was. I'm almost yeah. sure about it. i have to go back uh, to the archives. Yeah, go back to the archives, listen to <laughs> 2010. Um, I'm almost sure he was. Um. So, Ted, get ready with another Royal Rumble, because you might be able to get one more out of this, because I'm going to now bring up a segment to Bill that he's not expecting. Or oh, maybe no. he is. Maybe I mentioned it to him. Oh, no. Maybe I mentioned it to him. Uh, and then after this segment, you'll be able to bring up another Royal Rumble. Bill, Dang. it's time for some Braun Strowman bullshit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for this. Oh, boy. Yeah. What I decided to do, one of the other WWE stats other than most eliminations, is they do seem to pull out the most eliminations in one actual match. Right. Now, currently, they say that it's Braun Strowman. So, of course, me had to go see how many the WWE is saying and see if it matches up to what's actually true. All right, let me get ready. So, Bill, uh, my first question to you is, they claim... That there's that Braun Strowman in the greatest Royal Rumble. Again, people listen to the archives. I think it's our longest show yeah. to date. Um, they said it's 13. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they were correct compared to what I researched? I'm going to say no. Okay. You are. Incorrect. Whoa. They were actually correct with how many eliminations. So we match. But here's the bigger question. Of the 13 eliminations, do you want to guess what the first one is and what starts the Braun Strowman streak? Oh, no. Titus O'Neil. <laughs> uh, t- you know what? Titus is number five. I was thinking Titus, actually. Thank you, Ted. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess. That was kind of a joke because of what uh, Titus O'Neil did in that match. Tobacco was with the, the 
Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess. I remember Roderick Strong was in that match. I'm going to say him. Roderick Strong was not even one of the 13. Okay. Are you ready? You won't believe this, Bill. Are you ready for who's the... I'm going to read off the entire list, but I just want to put a special emphasis on number one here. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to my seat, folks. The person that starts this streak, and I hope they forever have this as they bring this up at some point in the future, Babu Tunde. <laughs> Babu Tunde oh is the first God, person Braun Strowman's eliminating oh, in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Babu Tunde. Bill, why don't you explain to Ted the greatness of Babu Tunde? Okay, so um, the story is Ted when WWE and Saudi Arabia had made the deal, they had asked the the prince, "What wrestlers would you like?" To see, you know, which wrestlers would you like to have at your show? So the first wrestler was Undertaker. Okay, we 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 can do that. We could do that. He also said Eddie Guerrero. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh my God! But it's the last one that's the best one. He wanted Yokozuna at the show. Not realizing that he's been dead for dead. almost 20 this, years. Like, Yokozuna is dead. Right. Just forget Guerrero. Well, the prince didn't know, so they're like, well, all right, we're just going to bring in this guy, Babatande, who I think might have been in developmental at the time, over. So that's how he got involved. And he will now be in the record books from here on until forever, unless Strowman loses that streak somehow of having most eliminations in one match as the first one. Now, let me give you the rest of the 12 here. And also a very funny note that I thought that I, that I saw. All right. So here we go. First, number one, Babu Tunde. Number two, Dan Matha. Number three, Big E. Number four, Heat Slater. Okay. Here's what was funny when they eliminated Heat Slater. Uh, after, He's not here. No, what happens is I forgot who was announcing with Cole for this one. Was it great? But it might have been. But the, whoever's announcing with Cole asked him, I think, how many does that make? And remember, I said Heat Slater's number four. Cole says he thinks that's three at this point. Oh, good grief. And it wasn't like this was a fourth elimination from the beginning, you know, like the guy started at the beginning of the match, and now we're all the way at the end where it's easy, forgettable. Uh, as mentioned to Ted, five is Titus O'Neil, six is Ty Dillinger, seven is Kurt Hawkins, eight is the great Kali, nine is Shane McMahon, ten is Bobby Lashley, eleven is Chris Jericho, twelve is Kevin Owens, and Strowman ends it off eliminating Big Kaz to get to his thirteen. Are you surprised, Bill? I actually am. I mean, there are some that I do remember. I remember the Shane elimination. I definitely remember that. Um, Tunde, if you think about it, though, kind of makes sense with how WWE's booking is. Because they like having that, oh, look at this big guy. Well, here comes a bigger big guy to eliminate that big guy. That is true. 
But who would have thought they would have chose Babu Tunde as the first one if they knew that Strowman was going to have the record by the end of the night? Well, I can tell you what, what he most recently did. Babu Tunde? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Okay. He wrestled at Evolve 127 on May the 10th, 2019. Because mm. I think they have like a working relationship at the moment. Yeah, that's, I think so too. So that's the last thing know of that he has done. <clears throat> All right, Ted, it's time for you to give another Royal Rumble. Ted? Hello, Bill? Ted. Did we lose Ted? Oh, he muted lose? himself. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> I unmuted myself. Now. All, right. All right, Ted, you got another Royal Rumble to give us. What do you got? You know, I've been debating whether or not to list the 2004 Royal Rumble or the first women's Royal Rumble. Well, you have, two more, you have two slots, so you can technically use it for both of them, but yeah. which one do you want to do now? All right. 2004 first. Okay, the 2004 Royal Rumble. What'd you think, Ted and White? Do you want to bring that one up? For me, the 2004 Royal Rumble was like the little man won the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Like the small man won the Royal Rumble. Uh, I remember um, watching an episode of SmackDown when... um, during the big, like, hurricane everything, uh, uh, like, during the big, like, issue that happened in 2004, and at the time, my father worked for the D.C. Emer- Emergency Management Agency, so he uh, he had to work overtime because, like, we were getting so many, so much wind, so much... So much turbulence, so much whatever. Uh, And so he was talking to me about the matches on SmackDown because he had asked, he had called me and he was like, so what's going on with SmackDown? And I'm like, "Um, Chris Benoit beat Albert. And he said, little Chris Benoit? And I was like, yeah, Chris Benoit beat Albert. So, he's, like, he's not the, like, he doesn't remind me as a, remind me of a cruiserweight at, to the extent that even though he was kind of small, he was also very physically well built, uh, but, <clears throat> you know, I think he finally got what he he deserved when he won the Royal Rumble in 2004. Um, and, of course, there's all the, like, there's all, there's what happened afterward with the controversy and stuff and everyone saying, hey, remember when nobody won the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um... <clears throat> But, like, like that's one Royal Rumble that just sticks in my head because, um, at the time, I was really excited for him because, like, sure. he was the little man that did it. 
use the little dude that did it. Uh, nobody really expected Chris Benoit to win the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. in 2000. No, um, I, I, 2004. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the Royal Rumble, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I got no, I, yeah, no, you got it. You're, you're right. And I'll tell you right now, I, first of all, this is one of those ones that we did not have a guest in. It was just me and Bill. Um, but Bill, I, and I think we said this during a previous episode of, I think, where we kind of like ranked at one point what episodes we really enjoyed doing. And I think this one made both our lists, or at least mine, yeah. the 2004 Royal Rumble. There's so many moments on this one mm-hmm. between not only the Benoit thing of him winning, which... You know, I will say I definitely am not one of these people who are like, oh, I don't know if I could talk about a Chris Benoit match. Right. No, I can. It's very easy for me to watch actors and realize that what they're doing in on TV is very different than what they might be like in real life. There's no yeah, problem. It's, it's true. And I'm talking, it's about, true. Regular, I'm talking about regular I TV shows. Much. And I, yeah, and I'm, look, I'm also talking about regular TV too. How like, you know, if I mean I haven't, but. If I get in the mood to watch House of the Cards, I'll probably watch House of Cards, even though I know Kevin Spacey's done not so great things. Right. Uh, because I I know the difference there. Um, I don't think a lot of people do, unfortunately. But you know, I'm I'm not going to tell people how to feel, obviously. But I so we had no problem, or at least I didn't have a problem doing this for this episode, where oh. I think a lot of people might have. Yeah. Uh, but between that, there was the Randy Orton Nick Foley stuff. Um, there was uh, the uh, <laughs> the Ernest Miller stuff, yes. which we both loved. Um, uh, and then, oh, heck, didn't this one feature one of your favorite lines of all time, Bill? If you remember, yes. <laughs> God, tell me, remind people what one of your favorite Jim Ross calls was okay. during this entire so, thing. So during <laughs> so during this match, Brock Lesnar comes in. And he F5s Goldberg. And then Goldberg gets himself back together. And he's like, I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch. And then JR's like, hey, sir, he's going to give Brock Lesnar that son of a bitch. And then Taz goes on. He's like, no, nah, he said, Goldberg, or Lesnar, I'm going to get you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and just kept going for 30 seconds. And then, was, and then my other favorite part, because there's so many parts that were great. There is. Jim, do you remember Taz's keys to victory? Oh, my God. And weren't they wrong, like, for the entire... Or I, well, there was something got, that... He got one of them right. I wish I remember what they I were now. I actually yet. found the picture of it, actually. Oh, cool. Remind me what it I, was, and I could, I'll remember I, what I said. I want to hear what these tags, what these keys to victory are. All right. <laughs> Number one, out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Number, yeah. Number two, conditioning. That's the one I agree with. Okay. And then yeah. number three, which Jim and I have ultimately, after doing all of this, think is total bullshit. The higher number is your best friend. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> true. The first World Rumble, they threw that out the window, exactly. 1988. Exactly. What was it built in 1988? Who was the last one? And they got the short junkyard dog, wasn't yeah, it? Junkyard dog. And did you say he had the shortest time yes, in the Royal Rumble of everyone? Yes, he did. The numbers don't mean shit, people. Hell, this one's a great example. Chris Benoit drew number one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much good about this. I remember having a blast with you Another on the one with Rey Mysterio. Another one was Rey Mysterio. When he won, mm-hmm. he was like number two. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels drew number one and won it. Uh, I mean, Flair drew three and won it. We're not going to mention Vince because he was given number two, so. That's true, and he was—he wasn't even there for like three fourths of the right. match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was also the one where we really started because this was an earlier one. Yeah, this is one of the earlier ones that we did, um, where we really started questioning the rules of the Royal Rumble because of the way that Mick Foley got himself into mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, for those that don't remember, Mick Foley saw a test laid out on the ground. There's actually two major things now I'm thinking about, and we'll get to the other one. I'm going to save the other one till later because yeah. it, it will come up during my Kane discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Test is on the ground, and Austin comes. He goes, he's yelling at someone off screen. We don't see who it is, and he's like, "Oh, son, you took my uh, one of my guys out here. So you know what? You're going to be the one that's in the match now." <laughs> Goddamn, son. Anyway, oh. so he goes, he says that, and it's Mick Foley. So here's what my questions are with the consistency of the Royal Rumble. Number one, so drawing numbers doesn't matter, because then why doesn't everyone just attack anyone and just get in the Royal Rumble that way? You know, and actually that even comes even more in depth in the 2019 Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. the men's Royal Rumble, with uh, Nia Jax. Yep. Because then I'm like, well, fuck it. Why do, you know what? Why even bother drawing numbers? Just wait till number 30 comes out and just assault them every year. And then you're number 30. What does it matter? So then, but the other half of this is that at that time for Raw, it was run by Stone Cold Steve Austin and Eric Bischoff as two um, co-general managers. Why does Austin that. get? Why does it Austin get to choose? Right. So if Eric Bischoff, so if I'm Eric Bischoff and I'm the big guy manager, why don't I just say, "Hey, I'm going to get um, one of my guys that I wanted in here to beat up Ernest Miller and pretend." You don't have to pretend. There's no rule apparently. Right. Have him beat up Ernest Miller, and guess what? Now I can have that guy go in. But Jim, that brings up Ernest Miller. Yeah, he was in it. But, but Jim, this he was one of the best parts. Miller. Is he was he like a mid Carter? Don't remember the call. He wasn't even that. He was like a velocity guy. He was the original. Oh, somebody called him. Right. Okay. 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 But here's the but Jim. Here's the other thing that I just started when you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. We had like ten minutes of pre or pre match stuff before the match because you had. <laughs> Bischoff and Heyman saying, oh, their brand's going to win. Austin comes out, stuns the both of them. And then Goldberg cuts a promo, and then he talks with Lesnar. And then JR has to admit that Mick Foley is a coward for not coming. (laughs) And this is all in like 10 minutes before the match even starts. I forgot about all that. You're right. That might have been the most pre- like, real, right before Rumble stuff that there probably ever was in the existence of this podcast. And the thing is, it was actually good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Ted, I think it, well, um, 
I, I think we're going to have you give one more Royal Rumble, and we're going to end with the Kane stuff. So what's your All other right. Royal Rumble, or do you need an extra minute or two to figure it out? Uh, a Royal Rumble that really sticks in my mind was a great Royal Rumble was the first ever Women's Royal Rumble in 2018. Okay, and you want to give uh, why you liked it so much? Well, it, there's a lot of history in it, involved in it, and plus, there's a lot of women who just came back, and I like, and I I really enjoy people who come back in Royal Rumbles. Um, I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy people who come back in Royal Rumbles sometimes. Um, especially the people who come back and have returned, like, like MVP. Um, I gotcha. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned it because the reason why you liked it is probably one of the things I remember the most from my, from our discussion with this, um, because, and Bill, correct me if I'm wrong here, because it could have changed since we did that episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2018 Women's Royal Rumble, the most returns in one single Royal Rumble? Uh, yes. Is it by a lot or not that much? I think, Do you it's, remember? Like, yeah. I think it's like 10 or 11 came back. That's insane, but at the same time, I understand it because it was the first Women's Royal Rumble, so I'm not going to doubt it. But I do question if the, and, and I've talked about this on that episode, is it only it was really good? It, but is it only really good because of the returns? Do people think as highly of it? I still think it was still good. I'm just saying, though, I think people think highly of it because of the returns. And if you take those out, maybe it doesn't rank so much up there. You know, I also love the fact that Oscar won. And, and Oscar winning, like, like, you may say that at the time she was untouchable. Which until which until the uh, which until Mania that year, uh, she wasn't touchable. But then un until Charlotte beat her that Mania, and she literally said um, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. That was like that was such an, a powerful moment for me. But. Uh, the the yeah, other thing yeah, that, that, that Royal Rumble means quite a bit to me. Um, I was debating what Royal Rumbles to talk about, but that Royal Rumble means means quite a bit to me. Um, you know, a couple of Royal Rumbles kind of kind of uh, kind of bring back to my memory. Um, the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden when John Cena came back out when he like cut the like right. that's yeah that's 2008. But are we sticking with this 2018? Do you have other stuff to bring up for 2018 Women's Rumble? Uh not a whole lot. But those two moments, those two things for me stick out to me a lot. Okay. The fact that they're 
and the fact that it's history in itself, it's the it's the first women's World Rumble. Absolutely, and, and then the so, sorry, go ahead. And I've always I've always been a big proponent for women's wrestling and saying, yeah, these girls look these these women look really huge, but at the same time, I want to see them wrestle. I, I, I and I'm pretty sure you guys feel in the same retrospect. You know, yeah, Kelly Kelly might be cute, but I want to see her wrestle. Like, like, and got, and when she got, and when Kelly Kelly got her time, she was pretty dang good. I think she, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she not even supposed to be in this one? Or am I thinking of another Royal Rumble that she was in? It might be this one. No, you know why? Because I'm looking at it now, and Sasha Banks is in there, and the one I'm thinking of, she replaced Sasha Banks. Right, this year. Yeah, this year. Oh, it's this year. No wonder why it's fresh in my memory. Um, uh, no, you look. Everything you said is women's Royal Rumble, but um, like, like for me, Kelly Kelly was probably one of the most, one of the more underrated wrestlers in WWE. When I mean, one of the more underrated, underrated divas in WWE when she had wrestled because when she got her time she wasn't the own heart of rest of female wrestling but she wasn't bad i like i kind of liked watching her wrestle right um so the one thing that i mostly remember that you know what the bill you're gonna laugh at this one the one thing that i most remember from our episode of this one and our guest for this one was um laura i believe it was Se- uh, laura i'm sorry i thought for sarah was the other one sorry mm-hmm. laura was the, that's no laura was 2006 uh, 2006 because doesn't laura it's uh oh, yeah. surprised about rick flair oh, i know who it is it's sarah uh, sarah, sarah, sarah shockey you're right sarah shockey was it was this one and thank you for sarah shockey because now i finally know how to say oscar the grouch's name <laughs> and that's what i mostly associate this episode with because when i look at a s u k a i look at it and always see asuka yep and if you listen to the beginning towards the beginning of that episode we i, I keep struggling with her name because every time i look at it it's asuka in my head, it's Asuka because that's how it looks like it should be phonetically spelled. Then Sarah Boy, it's like, said something like, it's like uh, Oscar the Grouch, Oscar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. and now I cannot stop calling her Oscar the Grouch because I know that's how I know that I will say it the correct way. Yep. So Oscar Yay! the Grouch. Let me wrestle! Oscar the Grouch forever lives in this episode for me. Um, what else do I remember? Oh! Oh, yes. Well, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, I, I liked a lot of the returns. And then I just remember being so feelings. Look, I don't think a lot of the women in WWE are great wrestlers. I've come out and said that I think the knockouts division is way better and has been for years. Um, AEW's women's division starting to get up there. Um, and I can definitely see them surpassing it. NXT's got a good one. I know that's... Mm-hmm. Outside of the two main rosters and technically still part of WWE, Britt Baker is really Britt, is Britt Baker has a real future. I think I, I like Britt, Britt. Baker. 
Uh, that'd be doctor. She's a dentist. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you're <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so like, I think the returns definitely helped with this one. Um, but one thing I felt sorry for, even though this is the other main thing I remember from that show, is I remember feeling so bad for all thirty of these women at the very end because none of it mattered. Because it was all about Ronda friggin' Rousey anyway, and how much she took away from what should have been their moment. Now, I know a lot of people don't like um, the Bellas, who were two of the final four, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But they have been bumping, and yeah, their matches aren't great. I'm definitely the first to admit that. But for them and Asuka the Grouch to get their moment kind of overshadowed by Ronda Rousey absolutely, I remember, disgusted me. I felt so bad for all, all of them after, mm-hmm. the, after this. Bill, what do you remember from this uh, episode? Uh, well, I remember how Maria Menounos was such a pain in the ass. Oh, God, I forgot about her. And, and, I'm, and, and it's not an attack on her. I'm sure no, it is. A sweet lady. I'm sure she is. But, oh, my God, I could not stand her during the match. Because at one point, uh, Naomi's trying to do the Kofi spot, and sh- and here's Naomi, or, uh, Maria on her phone. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? You got a job to do. Right. And then the other one, and it's still one of my favorite dumb lines of all time, is when Stephanie McMahon comes out. And she goes to the uh, to the commentators table, and Michael calls like, "Well, it's an honor for Stephanie McMahon to be joining us here tonight." <sighs> you know what else? This also made me. Now that I'm remembering it, the other thing was, it again brought in the inconsistency of rules with their Royal Rumbles because if you remember, the only good, the only what I would say great because. I mean, this was good, but this was, to me, it wasn't great and amazing. To me, the best Royal Rumble of the 2010s, there was really only, like, three or four good ones. This is probably one of them, the women's. But earlier in the night, I would say the men's 2018 was probably the only truly, like, best one Mm -hmm. of the decade. Yeah. But they once again showed their inconsistencies because why is it that Immediately after the men's Royal Rumble, they basically force Shinsuke Nakamura to say who he's fighting, and this one they don't. I I have a question, now I'm, I, and, I, and I was thinking about this. Yeah. Is, is this the episode? Is it this one or 2019 where I tell you about Mickey James' uh, musical accomplishments? Hmm. I want to say it was 19. Oh, my God. Mickey James. I think it's 19, too. Yeah. I think it's 19, too. Yeah, because Jim, or not Jim, Ted, Mickey James is in the Native American Music Award Hall of Fame. All right. It's a real thing. Ted, when was the that year? She was a country singer, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, I would argue she probably still is. I, I think she's probably still making music, to be honest with you. Yeah. So there uh, it is. Native uh, American legend right there. Yep. 
and she went in the Hall of Fame the same night. <laughs> well, that's about as big as credentials the WWE Hall of Fame. Make a song and go in. <laughs> Wrestle a match and go in. Um, Actually, you know, maybe she, you know, the, uh, it's, maybe she should go into the WWE Hall of Fame someday. Sure, everyone, else, everyone's going to get a chance to go in. There are no credentials. Um, I don't think it was this one. You know why? I feel hey, like we could have focused hey, on. Hey, yeah, when you when you put when you put Kid Rock in uh, any sort of Hall of Fame much less the WWE Hall of Fame, it's one of those, like, it's one of those, like, it's kind of like the, the the floodgate season, meaning that, like, it's kind of like when they say, okay, Alex Rodriguez, you go into the Hall of Fame, to the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, there's going to be an open season with floodgates, on, okay, if Alex Rodriguez is in, how about this one? How about that one? How about that one? Uh, oh. with, it's, and Mickey James is the same way. Except for the fact the Baseball Hall of Fame actually has credentials. I don't know if it's fan voting or a committee, whereas WWE has neither of those. It's a committee <laughs> for baseball. Okay, so there you go. Already the <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame has more credentials than WWE Hall of Fame. I know WWE has considered from time to time to actually have a Hall of Fame building. Uh, I think they've rumored Tampa being a location for it. And I, I'd like to see that happen. Mm. But I like, 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 you know, I'd like to, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't really know if I'd want to see, like, like the enshrined, the, the enshrined plaque of Kid Rock and, mm-hmm. and William Shatner. Right, right. <laughs> there, there, um, should actually, there should actually be a celebrity wing in the back of the building, meaning if you want to see these people, all right, but I mean, I don't even, back. I mean, I don't even think there should be a celebrity wing. Hey, Bill, how is the um, NHL celebrity <laughs> wing doing? Oh, uh, you know, they, they've got nobody there. What a shock, because they actually have a legit Hall of Fame. Um, okay, going back to this 2018 <laughs> Women's Royal Rumble. Um, oh, my God. Actually, real quick. I did now. I did now with um, Snoop Dogg being in the NHL Celebrity Wing Hall of Fame because he loves hockey, and uh, stopping Tom Connor because he wrote the good the uh, the good old hockey game. Actually, yeah, yeah. Stopping Tom Connor. All right, real quick. If they do yes. the Celebrity Wing, they should put the cast of Slapshot in, and that's it. Uh wait. Sure. Should we go Celebrity Wing for NHL? What about the Mighty Ducks? Come on. Okay. All right. Slap Look, shot yes. and the Mighty Ducks. That's <laughs> yes. it. Okay. There it is. Move on. All right. Move on. Here we go. It's time for Kane. The most eliminations in all of history. Guys, you're not going to believe what happened here. So, Bill, give us the numbers. Okay. So, after I tried to do my math, I came up with 39. Okay. Now, yeah, that was that was what I had said on the previous episode as well. 
Um, WWE, however, is claiming 43, I believe. Okay. Can you, can you, you confirm that or not? Uh, let me double check. If the, while you do that, that's a very, I'll explain to people, this is a very big discrepancy. I was like, how in the world did you get to 43 and I'm only at 39? Um, and this was, and the, re, the oh, I'm sorry, the way I got the 43 was the 2019 Royal Rumble numbers. And since Kane wasn't in the 2020 Royal Rumble, those numbers should stay the same. There's no change to them. So that's, I'm sorry, that's where I got it from. Um, so I had done revisions and I saw that I was off by a few. And then my new number wound up being 41. Closer, but not there yet. I found the two that they count, and you will not believe it. Okay. Ted, would you like to guess where the abnormal Kane elimination might come from? Um, that it shouldn't count, but they counted it. I think I know where you're going. 40? 40? What do you mean 40? Oh, the total number of eliminations. He's saying it's yeah. 40. Possible. No, well, no. The, I, okay, so let me let me backtrack a bit here. So again, the number that I have is the new number I had after my revisions. And again, that could be a counting error on my end the first time. My new number wound up being forty-one. Um, and the WWE has forty-three. That's official. Here's where they're missing their two. I cannot believe uh, to this moment. I cannot believe they count these as two cane eliminations. And we're going to go to one of them that we've already talked about. The WWE counts Kane's assault on Spike Dudley in 2004 mm -hmm. as one. It's true. Sad Ted, true. can you believe this? I mean, he wasn't eliminated. He wasn't thrown over the top rope, but they're counting it. And the only reason I'm saying that I believe it's these two is because it's the only way oh, that I get sure. to 43. It's the only way I get to 43. Because, as I explained to Jim, Spike never made it to the match. Or I reminded him. He never made it to the match. Like, he came out, Kane beat him up, never entered the match. Which, by the way, again, <laughs> why didn't someone do what Stone Cold did for that one and put someone new, new in there? Another inconsistency. There's only one thing we've learned about the Royal Rumble match in this entire podcast history. It is the most inconsistent match, as far as rules go, in the history of WWE. I can, I can, I, I can, I can realize that. All right, here's the other one. Are you ready for this, Ted? This one just amazes me, but also makes me rethink about an aspect of this entire podcast. Are you ready, Ted? Get started. Sure. 1999 Royal Rumble. Kane comes in, chokeslams and eliminates a couple people. Some guys come out to um, take him to the crazy home because that was the gimmick is he's part of the corporation, but McMahon at any point can bring him back to the crazy home. So he chokeslams a couple of them Kane steps over the top rope to get away from them. They're counting that as an elimination for Kane. Kane eliminated himself? Mm -hmm. And that's counting towards WWE's total. All right. 
the, that that's pretty bullshit. Which is more bullshit, Ted? That one or the fact that he got an elimination from beating up someone that wasn't even in the match? Yeah, I, I, I think the fact that he eliminated himself is more bullshit. Bill, what do you think? Which of the two is more bullshit? I think the Spike Dudley one is more bullshit. Okay. I don't know. I think they're both pretty equally bullshit, yeah, so I'm just going to say both of them. But if I had to pick one, I'd go with Dudley. I gotcha. Uh, Spike, Spike Dudley has never really been the... Uh, has never really been the uh, the the epitome of professional wrestling, so, but at the same time. But here's the thing to think about. That. Here's the thing. Remember that. Hold, hold on, Dad. Hold on. <laughs> Here, here's the thing where I think that where that makes me think though. If the 1999 Royal Rumble and Kane eliminating himself counts as one for Kane, then that means Drew Carey has an elimination. Mm-hmm. Because he eliminated himself. <laughs> and how many other people does that go to? There's a lot of people that eliminated themselves. Yeah, because I think I uh, mentioned Andre eliminated himself once. Mil Mascaris. Yeah. Uh, There's probably a few more, but my point is now, for the stats of the entire length of this podcast, I'm like, if we were counting everybody, we would have, to, like, the way I did Undertaker, Kane, and Shawn Michaels, we'd have to go through it again. Oh, Ahmed and see Johnson if is they, another one. Ahmed Johnson, that was, what, 97? Yeah. That's right. Um, so, I'm sure the Undertaker eliminated himself at one point. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Well, no, I, actually, I know that's not true, because that would have come up in my notes mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but uh, that's amazing to me. That their 43 comes from beating up someone that wasn't even in the match and also themselves. Amazing to me. It For me, it's 42. Or even 41. I would say it, 41. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if Spike Dudley really wasn't ever in the match... I wouldn't consider him eliminated. Well, see, I that's would a, consider him good. not even there. Well, that's a, that's another controversy. The Royal Rumble is: at what point are you in the match and not in the match? Exactly. That's another one we can kind of go Santino on about. Santino Morello would like to. Santino Morello would like to uh, would like to debate that. Yes, with the fact that he has is. Uh, the current holder of the, the the least amount of time being in the Royal Rumble. Well, he did that to himself, though. Right. He's the one that ran to the ring, which, remember, was actually an early controversy, Bill. One last thing I want to bring up before we head out of here is that was the first controversy. Before we got to Santino Morella, who did obviously surpass the record, there was a lot of debate on who holds the record towards the beginning. Was it Bushwhacker Luke? Or was it um, the Warlord? Mm-hmm. Because if it's the Warlord, then they count the time once they get on the apron and walk into the ring, yeah. in which it would be him. But if they count it as soon as they go through the curtain, then that's got to be Luke because the Warlord isn't exactly running to the ring. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it takes more time for him to get to the ring. Right. So again, that was the start of, well, when does the time actually start for these people? 
you know. All right, guys, let's get ready to head out here. Like I said to everyone, we're, we're, it start, for me, it starts when you get to the when when you get up to the ropes. Okay, but not when you actually step in. Like you, like you can stay outside, and that would still start the clock to you. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe um, like, like like me. I don't know. Maybe stepping through the ropes uh, because like. Because like like you could literally do an Undertaker walk to yeah. the to 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 the ring and literally be forty five minutes later. Right. <laughs> I'll never forget. There's one thing that could have avoided all these controversies. And Bill, I want to say it was 1989 or 1990. Please help me out here okay. with Rick the Model Martel. Oh, yeah, the, like, he spent a good portion, like, on the apron. Well, no, what ha- what happened was, at one point, he steps through the ropes from the inside to the yeah, outside, like, and, ironically, Shane McMahon is a referee here. Shane McMahon, I think, is the one that starts counting, like, if he doesn't get back in the ring in five seconds, he would be disqualified. hmm Now, had they kept that rule, this match, in general, for years to come would be so much more cleaner in terms of them contradicting themselves constantly. Yep. Because even even when it comes to the other thing that has, and I don't know if we brought this up, Bill, the other thing that kind of been annoying me is like how people, how referees don't even enforce getting in. And sometimes they do, though. Like mm-hmm. There are times where referees like will chase the guy and be like, no, got to get back in the ring until they get in. And then there's other times like, I would say a good example is probably this year, I think Naomi did it in the Women's Royal Rumble, yeah. where she just kind of hung out on the table and no one's saying shit. That's true. Make, draw a line somewhere, guys. Is it this or is it that? Come on. I'm with you there. Anyway, all right, Ted, do you have anything going on? Do you have any final plugs? Because we're about to head out of here. Uh, I have no plugs. Uh <laughs> I would love to be featured in uh, any podcast from anyone, whether it be Bill's or uh, or yours, of course. Um, sports, uh, wrestling, video games, movies, anything. I'm a free agent. You're a free agent, okay. You don't. You're not a part of a brand. You haven't been drafted. All right, very good to know. As far as I go, of course, that's podcasting.com. Um, like I said, this we're saying finale, but it's really not because we are going to have some wrestling specials and we're, I don't see a way that we're not doing the 2021 Royal Rumble. After that's a little shoddy because a lot of these specials will take up the time between when this is airing and when the 2021 Rumble is happening. Um, but we'll keep you updated regardless, even mm-hmm. if it winds up being, a late episode of the 2021 Royal Rumble. I imagine they're still going to have it. This, I doubt they're going to cancel the Thanks, Royal Rumble. Man. Right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no problem, <laughs> Bill. Why don't you give us your final plugs and let's head out of here. All right. Uh, well, check out my podcast, that wrestling show, each and every Friday. And the show also has a Patreon, patreon.com backslash that wrestling show, where you can pledge. 
Well, we have three tiers. One, two, or three dollars. You can pledge that. You can pledge more if you want. Patreon.com backslash that wrestling show. We do uh, extra content there. Thank you for tuning in on this wild journey through the Royal Rumble match. And until then, well, I, I guess we've eliminated ourselves. <laughs> <laughs>